Munchkins. That's a weird intro, we're not going to use that one. Hello everybody, welcome back to Witch Fix. Today we're looking at a movie from 2019 called The Wretched, which has been on my to watch list like for a while. I, I have a whole list on Amazon of movies that I can get digitally, which I mean to review and then don't because it costs extra money. And it came up for free on Now TV. It's probably still on there if you want to watch it. So I watched it today. It's an hour and 31 minutes long. It felt half an hour longer again, which I feel like is my lot when it comes to reviewing movies. And it was released in 2019. And I have a lot of trigger warnings. So we've got drug addiction, gaslighting, animal cruelty, suicide, and child abuse. All of these are just kind of inferences or light mentions. There isn't like a huge amount on screen, uh, but I thought I'd better warn for them just in case. And the description for this movie is that it's about a young boy facing off against a decades-old witch. Um, and to be honest, it doesn't hugely meet that brief because I swear they only use the word witch like once. And the evil character in the movie, like the, the antagonist, barely functions as a witch at all, but more as a sort of generic wood monster. Uh, but we're going to get into this movie, which has far too many characters, all of whom mutter their names. So some of them I have assigned names to in the absence of being able to hear what they were called. So we start off, uh, there are toys and stuff in the rain. The toys themselves are like a Rubik's Cube and etch a sketch. It has a very 1980s vibe, which is echoed when a girl dressed kind of 1980sly is like seen walking up the path. She lets herself into the house and calls out like, I'm here, and no one responds. She then walks through the house and we see more 80s stuff, uh, more notably like, you know, VHS tapes. Uh, we see like her outfit when she takes off her raincoat, and she uses a landline phone to call home. So I'm calling it. This is the 80s. She calls her mum to say that she's arrived to do some babysitting, even though the house is empty. She also notices when she arrives that the phone is off the hook, and she's had to like hang it up so that she can make a call, and that a nearby pot of flowers is dead. She doesn't react to any of this. It's it's super stressful. But she hangs up on her mum when she hears a weird noise, follows the noise to the cellar. I guess, you know, I mean, it's 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 got to be the 80s. Some of the best slasher horror movies came out in the 80s, and you're telling me she hears a weird noise from the cellar and is just like, well, I'll just go down there to look. But she goes down there to look, and she calls out for Joanne, who I'm guessing is the mother here, and she finds a doll discarded on the steps and a photograph in which the dad's face only is scratched out. Uh, so obviously a lot of creepy stuff. She continues to walk into the cellar and then finds mum with her back to her, eating the remains of her child. She like screams and runs away, but when she reaches the stairs at the top of the cellar, the dad, who appears to be in some sort of trance or zombified, shuts the door on her and we see a symbol scratched into the door, which is like a downward pointing triangle with... Um, the lines exaggerated past the end of the triangle at the top, so it kind of looks like a deer's head with horns. Then um, we get the, some intro credits, uh, which is like something wicked, what have you done? So there's a kind of a witchy theme here. Uh, and then there's a title card, which it comes up and I swear it says five days ago. But when I went like, when I started watching the next bit, I was like, but this is present day. Like, we've got smartphones, we've got a kid looking for an HDMI cable on a television. 
we've got a very modern looking television well not very modern it looks like the television i had two televisions ago but it's present day so how can this be five days ago and then i went and checked the wikipedia summary and it says that the opening of the movie is in 1985 and the rest of the movie is in present day so did i imagine that title card that said five days ago or did i misread it did it say five days to go i'm unclear i'm gonna go watch it back and, and then we'll find out aha okay after much confusion and going back and actually fast forwarding back to that moment of watching it again it looks like there's the scene where we see him get drowned and then it says five days ago so i guess five days ago we're back on the bus uh and this is all kind of a weird flashback that's my mistake and i will own that but anywho a boy wakes up on a bus after having a nightmare where he's being drowned um the drowning looks really weird it kind of makes it look like he's wearing a face mask made of like rubber or human skin it's just a very odd shot but he wakes up on this bus uh, and an old lady says oh you're a good little artist and points to the cast he has on his arm which has like writing and stuff on it and like a little drawing we find out this guy's name is Ben. He gets off the bus and tries to steal some candy from a general store, but a dog, who has been left watching the store, barks at him until he pays. Dog is my favourite character. Ben then rendezvous with his dad at a sort of lake vacation house type area. Uh, his dad's like cooking barbecue and all that stuff. He sees that his mum's end of a family picture has been folded over, so clearly they're separated, divorced, something's going on. His dad has also apparently brought him a bicycle, even though we're told Ben knows how to drive, he just doesn't have a car yet. There's some very awkward conversation because his mum is giving him a car, so again, this is a fragmented family. Um, and he doesn't want to talk about how he broke his arm, but the way his dad asks him implies that he already knows how, but they need to talk about why it happened. So there's a sort of mystery there. Uh, nearby, I think it's their neighbour or their across-the-street neighbour, he sees a small boy playing with his mum. I thought her name was Megan, but it's Abby. So if I call her Megan my accident, that's because all of my notes say Megan. Her name's Abby. But she's dressed in that kind of, like, 80s rocker thing where she's got, like, the sleeves cut out of a band t-shirt and she's got a lot of very long, dark hair. Her husband goes unnamed that I could hear, so I'm going to call him D-Dog because... All my notes say Dylan's dad. The little boy's name is Dylan. But he sees them across the street. Then Ben and his dad go to the marina where they work in the harbour office. And he's introduced to his love interest for the movie, who's a girl called Mallory. There's also, like, another random hot girl whose name we don't learn for the longest time. But we also meet some weird jockey douche bro guys with a boat who give him a hard time. Uh, so, again, they're minor parts in this story. We learn that his dad has a new girlfriend called Sarah, uh, and Ben sees them together, so if they're not already divorced, his parents are probably going to split up soon. We then cut to the woods, where Abby and Dylan are off on a hike, and they've gotten lost, and I guess she goes to pee or something, because when she comes back, Dylan has wandered off uh, to take photos with his Polaroid camera. It is a modern Polaroid camera, but it kind of weirded me out that there were these modern things but they were still very much in an 80s aesthetic if you see what i mean like there's a modern polaroid camera a lot of the setup with like the jocks uh, at the marina and all of this stuff felt like i was watching an 80s coming of age movie but there we go 
the little boy's wandered off taking pictures. He sees a tree with the, the symbol on it. And then he hears his mum calling his name. But she's calling him from a creepy hole under a tree. And when he doesn't go over there immediately, the voice starts shouting and telling him off and telling him he's going to be in a lot of trouble. And then creepy clawed hands come out of the hole. Which annoyed me because it felt like the witch didn't even try. Like, just call and wait for him to get there. Don't call, give him two seconds and then go creepy. You could have got him. I believe in you. Anywho, uh, his mum then finds him and says, like, oh, we need to go home because now she magically isn't lost. And when he turns around, the tree with the mysterious hole under it has vanished. So it's like this weird, moving, ethereal tree that appears and disappears at will, which is kind of a cool idea. D-Dog uh, arrives home and finds that Abby has hit a deer with her car and brought it home to butcher for dinner, which is weird um it kind of made me think that maybe she'd been possessed or something like this is the first weird thing that she was doing but no she gets possessed later so wasn't sure what this was about but she like tries to gut it and it goes wrong and blood and guts go everywhere and she's like ugh, gross and then they just leave it on the back of the truck uh ben then watches his neighbors get it on from his balcony slash roof terrace um but he's interrupted when he hears uh kids crying and one of the parents gets up to go and see like what's wrong with their baby we then see at, at night creepy hands coming out of the hole in the deer's guts so like there's this creature hiding in there and the witch kind of slithers out ben hears thumping overhead on the roof and for some reason goes outside to investigate there could be bears ben but he shines a light up on the roof and sees nothing he follows the noises into the undergrowth and sees nothing uh, then we see either logs falling down or something running behind him. It's dark. And then he sees, like, a broken bit of this, like, trellis-type stuff under the porch that Americans have. There's, like, a hole in it. And when he looks through, there's a raccoon in there. So it was just a raccoon. He just wasted ten minutes of my life looking around. We then see the witch crouched on a porch rail. And she basically looks like a naked woman covered in dirt with... A sort of deer skull and a lot of matted hair and glowing eyes so i wouldn't really describe her as a witch it kind of reminded me of the blair witch how the, the creature descriptions changed in that uh but it was more kind of reminded me of a kind of woodland demon didn't really scream witch to me he's about to like look at the witch when the porch light comes on over his head and blinds him and then when he adjusts his eyes she's gone which was kind of a cool idea nice scare next day dylan uh pokes a stick into the mysterious hole and ben is like don't anger the mysterious hole what's wrong with you ben then asks if he can meet his dad's girlfriend sarah so his dad's like cool she'll come to dinner tonight she can't eat gluten or dairy so this dinner's gonna be fun ben then meets mallory's little sister lily who doesn't become relevant until later and we see uh d-dog Dylan's dad, um, hosing the deer blood out of his truck, uh, just like, my wife's stupid, she got blood all over my truck. I don't know what she was thinking with that deer thing. Anywho, the mum drops a baby toy next to the mysterious hole that must not be angered, and she sees that around it, the plants have died and the grass has kind of turned grey. Concerning. And she goes back into the house, but we see more flowers dying as she walks past, so... 
some sort of contagion or contaminant or evil presence has centred itself on her house. More specifically, the porch. Ben then bribes Dylan with some lollipops, which is creepy, but there you go. He says that he'll give them to him if Dylan comes to him, if he notices something creepy outside, because Ben's all suspicious about something, despite the fact that he saw a raccoon and that was it. Uh, ben then goes to the gas station store to buy bread rolls for dinner, but he meets Mallory and she invites him to a party, and after he gets a call from his mum, where she's like, hey, what are you doing? And he doesn't want to say, having dinner with my dad's new side bitch, he blows off dinner and goes to hang out with Mallory instead. He goes to the teen party and has the teen party experience of getting too drunk, nearly kissing a girl, throwing up instead, and being lured into skinny dipping with another hot chick, only to be embarrassed when he opens his eyes and she's gone and he's surrounded by assholes. There we go. I thought the MIG section of this movie was very slow. We cut back to town and we see Dylan is asleep and he hears like banging and scraping and muttering and you know the full gamut of weird creepy noises you don't want to hear in the night. The baby starts to cry and so Abby gets up to go and tend to the baby but halfway there the baby stops crying so she's just like fuck's sake and goes back to bed. We see the baby monitor, the video baby monitor by her bed and there's a figure crouched by the crib and you see its eyes glow when it like opens them so that baby's in trouble. Mallory gets annoyed because of the whole like Ben skinny dipping with some other people incident and storms off uh, so he's not doing so good, he's very drunk and he needs to go home. Dylan gets in bed with his parents I guess because he's scared and his mum notices that the baby monitor is now off centre. It's not pointing at the crib anymore properly and she can't see the baby. So she goes to check and is scared by a random baby toy. On her way there, she closes a window, which is mysteriously open. And when she lifts the blanket on the bed, there's like a bundle of sticks in there instead of a baby. And I thought, oh, okay. So something has taken the baby and left the sticks there, like a kind of changeling type thing. And this is going to become a little bit more like a slow, creeping horror, kind of reminded me of The Witch. Nope. Hands grab her ankles from under the crib and pull her underneath into a pool of blood. So she'd been got and we hear a lot of wet noises. Ben returns from the party, a little bit drunk, and he sees Abby grubby, like she's, you know, just been dragged through a pool of blood under a crib, uh, walking off into the woods as if in a trance. And he's about to follow her when his dad comes out and is like, where the hell were you? We were having a disgusting dinner. So he yells at his dad and swears because he's drunk and he calls Sarah a bitch to her face. Rude. Um, and then goes to bed. The next day, Dylan's dad wakes up alone in bed. Like, his wife isn't there because we saw her going off into the woods. Except, no, we didn't because she's now back in the house. I don't know why she went in the woods. Was it just so that Ben could see her? Because she wasn't carrying anything when she went. She just went and came back. Makes no sense. Anywho, uh, Dylan's downstairs watching cartoons and has made his own breakfast because he's a resourceful man who his parents really need to step up and actually start taking care of him. But the dad gets up and, and leaves because he's late for something. And we see the mum come downstairs. Well, we see her legs. I assume the rest of her is up there. She's still very dirty and just creepily standing behind Dylan. And then the dad rushes out and leaves her standing creepily behind their son. 
Mallory uh, at work ignores Ben and Ben gets annoyed with the jerks again and throws a basket full of trash into their boat, which becomes a plot point later. Abby, the possessed demon woman, then takes a shower to get clean because possessed demons always want to be nice and clean. And then Dylan finds that one of his rabbits is missing. We never find the rabbit's body or find out anything that happens or see it get eaten, so I don't know why this bit is here. He goes upstairs to tell his mum about this missing rabbit and finds her just sort of crouched naked on the landing, being creepy. And when he's like, what you doing? She scuttles into a room and shuts herself in. Ben then gets a ride home from Sarah and just doesn't apologise for calling her a bitch, but she's like, I'm going to give you a second chance, even though you've done nothing to earn it. And she drops him off at home, so he lets himself in and hears noises upstairs. This turns out to be Dylan who is hiding with his one remaining rabbit because his mum's scary. And they hear Abby calling from outside and Dylan's like, do not let her in. So Ben goes downstairs and sees her at the screen door. She's now wearing a long, flowy kind of resort dress and has her hair styled differently. She looks like just a typical suburban mum instead of the way she looked before. So that's a little bit unsettling. She's also standing very close to the screen door also unsettling and just being very creepy he refuses to let her in but then d-dog dylan's dad uh, arrives and dylan rushes out to see him because he's like my dad's not creepy he's just neglectful uh, so him and the rabbit depart and ben is left on his own we see uh, mallory discover that he's filled her backpack with her favorite kind of candy as an apology for you know making out with some other girl while skinny dipping dylan's dad tucks him into bed and Abby just stands creepily in the background like a discarded mannequin. Ben then spies on them through their window again, where they seem to be getting it on, although differently to how they were before. Then he's distracted and they close the curtains, but when we go back inside that room, we do see that Abby's back is starting to... I don't know if it was starting to rot or peel or, I don't know, grow sores, but it looked nasty, so I'll leave it at that. The next day, um, Dylan doesn't show up for his boat lesson with Ben. There's a lot of just day changing in this, and I feel like it could have really been scaled down into a shorter time period, but it is what it is. Ben goes to Dylan's house to ask why he didn't come to his boat lesson, but when his dad answers, he claims he has no children. Like, he honestly has no memory of having two separate kids which made me sort of sit there for a second and question what is the witch's goal here is it to steal the two children because she's done that and she could just leave now but she doesn't so one thing that i kind of disliked about the film is that the motives of this creature are never really made clear and it seems to do a lot of things without there being a huge reason for it to be acting the way it is Ben finds the symbol from before scratched into the porch, so he does a Google image search of it, and it just comes up with a page with everything he needs to know on it, because this is a horror movie. And I feel like this could have been a point where we got to learn a little bit more about this creature, about what it wanted, about its sort of modus operandi. But we only find out three things. That it's called the Dark Mother and is born of root, rock, and tree. It wears the skins of people so it like pretends to be other people and it feasts upon the forgotten so it makes people forget they have children takes them away and eats them we don't know why we don't know what it does when it's ready to move on because so far it, it's you know taken everyone in dylan's family it's taken the children there 
how does it now move on? Is it going to kill the father and then disappear, leaving the wife's body behind? Why was it in the deer? Did it set that up on purpose so that it would get hit by the truck? Why did it start trying to lure Dylan down a hole instead of taking over his mum when it had the chance when she was alone in the woods? I don't know. These questions are never answered. Ben calls Mallory over and pours a lot of salt around the doorways like, this'll keep her out. Because he's seen Supernatural. Um, she like looks at his computer and laughs because he's on a page called Witchipedia with like little flying images of witches on it like it's a web page from the early 2000s this is kind of the only reference to it actually being a witch because on the website it's called the dark mother this is the only website that calls it a witch so tenuous he sees through the window that abby has locked up the hatch to the cellar and thrown a bag of stuff in the garbage and he's kind of questioning you know what she's up to it's getting a little bit is it secret window? Rear window? What's that movie where the guy has the broken leg and he smiles on his neighbours? Can't remember, but it's very that. Mallory's kind of not believing Ben, but she does go over to the house to leave a note under their door, which she describes as poking the bear. And the note is a picture of a witch that she's drawn, and it says, we know what's in your cellar. So... That's going to put the cat amongst the pigeons. The dad goes to check the cellar and to ask his wife about it, but Abby stops him and whispers in his ear until blood comes out, at which point he seems to be even more bewitched than he already was before, and he just sort of lumbers off in a trance. At the harbour office, we see Sarah locking up. She meets Mallory, um, and we see Abby lurking outside behind the window. And then we notice that Mallory's picture, which earlier we saw on a billboard, is absent so the picture of her with her sister is gone and we've already seen like faces being scratched out in pictures so something is clearly going on with that ben goes and checks his neighbor's trash and finds baby toys and pictures in there like all evidence of the children is being removed from the house the next day uh, we see d-dog mowing the lawn again in a trance it seems mowed he's just mowing it again for good measure and Abby now seems to be aging, like her under eyes are sagging quite a lot, like the skin is kind of peeling off of whatever's underneath. Her arms have gone very baggy, and she kind of looks like if you'd been in a bath for about a thousand years. So it's not looking good, and some of her teeth are coming out. That weirded me out because she's meant to like wear other people's bodies, but wouldn't her own teeth be her teeth if she was just wearing this other person like a mask confusing ben salts all around his house which as far as i can tell does nothing because abby instantly comes up to his house anyway and knocks on the door uh, and slides the note back under it so it's sort of like an i know that you know type moment he sees her visit the cellar again and then gets some bolt cutters and in the middle of the day just decides to break in not by using the bolt cutters to cut the bolt, but by just whacking the padlock with them like it's a mallet, which is stupid. Anyway, down in the mysterious cellar of mystery, there's a weird sort of stick mannequin made of sticks with a deer head on it, and it's covered in pictures with the faces scratched out. So of, you know, D-Dog scratched out of this picture. So Ben calls 911. And he's about to, like, say, hey, I'm in this basement and it's creepy. When he notices that there's the missing picture of Mallory with her face and her friend's face scratched out and her sister in the corner. 
and he realizes that the people being scratched out the pictures are the ones who are forgetting the people who aren't scratched out and when he rings mallory to tell her that her sister's in danger she doesn't know she has a sister and we see at the park while lily plays on the playground mallory has just gotten up and walked away like she forgot why she was there Abby, meanwhile, lures Lily into the woods, and when Ben goes to chase after them, he is attacked by the bully, who is not happy that there is trash in his boat. Sarah breaks up the fight, and Ben runs into the woods. He tries to stop Lily from being sucked into the hole under the tree, but she gets taken, and he gets knocked backwards and loses consciousness until night time. At home he walks in and his dad is sitting there with the cops who have the bolt cutters and they're basically saying that he broke into his neighbour's house and then also started a fight with some random guy and his dad is like, are you on drugs? Because at the party, Ben admitted to Mallory that how he broke his arm is that he was in his neighbour's house stealing Vicodin when they came home and he jumped out of the window and broke his arm. So he's had a prescription pill problem and his dad thinks that it's come back and this isn't helped by the fact that Ben starts talking about, you know, people wearing each other's skin and children that no one can remember and a bunch of other stuff. His dad says that he's sending him to rehab, like, back to his mum, back to rehab. Um, and Ben starts to panic. He sees then Sarah putting milk in her coffee when she takes him aside to have a quiet word. And he remembers that she is allergic to this because Ben has a good attention to detail. And he realises she has been taken over by the witch. I don't know when this would have happened because Sarah broke up the fight and then was like at the harbour with the guy who was trying to fight him. Then Ben went to the woods. At some point in the intervening time, the witch has got Sarah somehow. He throws a thing of salt on her and then tries to stab her with a knife. But his dad comes in and assumes correctly that he's attacking someone with a knife and has him arrested. So... It's not going well. Ben's bundled into a police car and taken away. But he begs his dad to look in their cellar because that's where all the evidence that he's seen is. On the drive, we notice that there's blood coming out of the cop's ears in the cop car. So he's been bewitched. Ben seems creeped out by this. And I don't know if it's just because it's blood coming out of an ear because he can't possibly know that this is what happens when someone gets bewitched because he didn't see this before. I don't think so. That's confusing. Sarah tries to seduce Ben's dad into not following the cop car, but he leaves anyway and then goes to check out the neighbour's house like Ben asked him to. The cop then takes Ben to a secluded beach and tries to drown him, which is the dream that Ben had at the beginning. I don't know why he dreamt of this happening. It seems like a needless thing to add into the movie that Ben has this one weird psychic vision, but there we go. The dog from before saves Ben's life and then gets shot by the police officer. We see him later wearing bandages, so the dog is fine. The cop is not, because after a brief struggle in which he seems to be compelled to shoot Ben, he doesn't by shooting himself in the head, because he didn't want to be a murderer. He just wanted to shoot that one dog. Ben's dad then seems to investigate not the cellar, but a shed that is also in the neighbour's garden, because it has like an upper story. And the things he sees there are not the things from the basement. So, like, I don't know why he didn't go to the cellar. I don't know why they added this whole section in. The cynic in me thinks that it's because when he goes upstairs and finds the sort of peeled open body of Abby and her husband hanging from the rafters, that 
the seller, as previously introduced, wasn't tall enough to have the shot of him hanging. So they relocated the creepy stuff to the shed. And there's like a whole weird altar covered in sticks and candles and pictures, again, with all the faces crossed out, like the same pictures. But now also the one with Ben's mum in it. So Ben, his mum and his dad, all with their faces crossed out in this photograph. Sarah then stabs him from behind. She's somehow found time to go and put on a deer skull. You know, just throwing it on for the vibes. He drops his lantern, which sets the whole shed on fire, because they're in a shed now for some reason, and he crawls away and then hits her with a shovel, pointing one to Ben's dad. She then starts to strangle him, and that's when Ben turns up and shoots her a bunch with the cop's gun. And we see Sarah kind of split open as the, the witch creature crawls out. Ben gets his dad in the car, and they leave. While in the car, about to leave, sort of preparing you know putting it in gear ben has a sort of vision as we see the pictures upstairs in the burning barn catch fire and all of the images destroy we see that there is a younger boy in the picture with ben and his family and that he has forgotten that he has a brother dylan and we cut back to that first day on the bus when the old lady said oh you're a little artist and it was his younger brother drawing on his cast and there are various other scenes through the movie played again, but now this time there's a boy in them, which Ben had forgotten. This is a good twist. I liked it. But the more I thought about it, the more it didn't quite sit right with me because I was confused as to at what point they had actually forgotten this kid. Anywho, he goes back into the house to rescue the brother he just remembered he has. Mallory arrives uh, remembering that she has a sister because obviously her picture has burned up as well they go out to the tree in the middle of the creepy woods he pours a circle of salt around it again we haven't seen that salt really does anything she kind of hissed when he threw it on her face earlier but that was the extent of it he pours a bunch of gasoline around the tree and is like i'm going into that tree and if i don't come out in 10 minutes set it on fire so with that, he, he goes into the tree and we get a sort of lengthy scenes of him crawling around in this rooty cave system. He finds his brother. He gets him out. We see the witch eating Dylan. So sorry, Dylan, you don't make it. Um, but he gets his own brother out of the hole. And then he goes back because he hears Lily and he has to rescue Lily. The witch attacks Ben as he then like crawls out of the hole and she's kind of half in half out of the hole grabbing at him when his dad drives the car into the clearing don't know how he knew where they were and rams her into the tree so she's dead i guess we then cut forward to daylight everything's safe it's all fine it's the next day we see mallory talking to a therapist who asks her what lily meant by we have to burn the tree which is apparently something she said in a session but mallory claims she has no idea what this means and we get a short flashback with her sort of looking back at the tree while everyone else you know walks away with the children uh, we then see her going to work at the harbor office there's vases of flowers everywhere and she picks one of them and tucks it behind her ear we see that the dog is fine because he's fine mallory then talks to ben who's heading home with his mum and his dad who's come to pick them up and she puts her flower behind his ear and gives him a kiss and leaves they get in the car with ben's mum and then ben takes the flower from behind his ear to smell it as they drive away only to realize that it's fake it's a fabric flower 
And we cut to Mallory out in the ocean doing a boating lesson with three children. And she looks just at the camera and then we cut to credits. This twist ending wasn't hugely surprising once she'd kind of lied to the counsellor. It felt like if that hadn't been in there, it would have been more shocking. Also, I didn't really understand from the flashback. We don't really see her getting got by the witch. We don't see her separated from the others enough to understand what's happened. So it's better off just not having that scene there. Um, also, the flowers that his dad has with him when they get in the car are real. And they were in the office previously for Mallory to walk past. And yet they didn't die. So... That was also confusing. So in general, I think there were some good scares in this, some nice lore. The practical effects look really good. Um, but I think it suffers from trying to be too many things. So it's trying to be that movie where the person with the broken leg is kind of spying on their neighbours and seeing weird stuff through the windows and getting freaked out by them. It's also trying to be a possession movie with like, you know, people being possessed by evil and you not knowing who to trust. And it's also trying to do that kind of teen coming of age creature movie about a group of kids taking down an evil thing. Uh, and because it's trying to do so much and because there's so many different characters and things it doesn't quite work for me it gets a little bit muddled and confused and also the fact that we've seen the creature already before the unsettling stuff with the mother starts happening kind of blows the mystery of it a little bit too soon if it had just been abby coming back and starting to act a little bit off and a little bit weird that would have been a little bit more creepy and a more like hereditary type thing with people just acting slightly off as opposed to us knowing that there's this monster and having seen the monster before we start doing the slow creepifying because that feels like pumping the brakes on something that's already going full tilt downhill so i kind of understand why the movie has like a two and a half star rating on now tv that's probably what i'd give it out of five it's sort of halfway there halfway not uh but if you're in the mood for a sort of reasonably semi-creepy possession horror movie it's an okay watch i just don't think it's very witchy and the sort of mechanics of this creature being a witch or using witchcraft were really poorly defined like why is it making these great big stick mannequin things that are quite elaborate when when we see it it's just this sort of screaming clawing creature which doesn't seem to have a lot of human intelligence so it doesn't make a huge amount of sense. I didn't really get the whole witch angle of it. But it was an okay creature feature and an okay way to pass the afternoon. If you have any other films you'd like to recommend, do let me know. And in the meantime, I'll see you in the next episode.